Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale to the public, go to rmfp.com. It has been quite uh, 18 hours, I think, for everybody in the Denver community, learning of the passing of Demarius Thomas. Uh, I think it has stunned all of us. And we are going to be talking to a couple of his former teammates in the second hour of the show. Todd Davis is going to be joining us at uh, 5.15. And then at 5.45, Brandon Marshall is going to be joining us on the show as well. Um, how are you doing with all of this? I mean, I'm, I, like everybody else, shocked, stunned. Um, been reflecting on a, a lot of interactions, a lot of smiles, a lot of warm memories uh, of the last 11 years. Um, if you were, even if you were just covering the Broncos, you had Demarius Thomas stories and they're, they're all good ones about what kind of person he is, what kind of presence he was. Um, and it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to think that at 33 years of age, he's not with us anymore. Right. All right, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. There was a lot of speculation on how Demarius passed away, so let's give you the latest on what we know. Uh, Demarius was found deceased in his shower. By the time police arrived on Thursday night at his home in Georgia, officers responded just before 7 p.m. to Thomas's house on reports of, some, of someone suffering cardiac arrest. Dispatch alerted officers that a victim was unconscious and not breathing. When officers entered the bedroom shower, they saw Thomas lying on his back. Authorities said in the report, one officer wrote, it was apparent from rigor mortis that Demarius was deceased. Many of his former teammates quickly reacted on Twitter last night as the outpouring of condolences from players all over the league and coaches from all over the league were heartfelt and somber. Obviously, this went well into today and is still coming in. Uh, You heard from Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, DeMarcus Ware, just to name a few, who talked about Thomas far more as a person than as a player. Tim Tebow, who famously threw the touchdown pass to Thomas in the wildcard win over the Steelers, talked about this this morning on ESPN. We all know how gifted DT was on the football field, but that was not his greatest gift. His greatest gift was the joy that he brought to life. I had the chance to talk with, uh, with Eric Decker this morning, and uh, you know we were reminiscing on our great times together with DT, and the one thing we kept coming back to was how when he would walk in a room, he made the room brighter. He made the room better, not because of what he did on the football field, 
but because of his smile, because of his kindness, because of his joy for life, because of his love for people. And you know what? I want us to remember him, but I want us to honor him. by When we have a chance to go live out our dreams and what we do, to bring that same joy, to bring that same love, to bring that same kindness for people. And that's the way I'm going to remember DT. And that's the way I think so many of his friends and family will remember him as well, as someone that loved people, as someone that brought so much joy, as someone that when they walked in a room, that room got brighter and it got better because of DT. We will love him and miss him dearly. Tim Tebow talked about this today on ESPN because this was his regularly scheduled time slot with Stephen A. Smith on Friday on ESPN. I can tell you I reached out to many of Demarius's former teammates, and I'm not going to name any names at all, but I'm going to let you know what they texted back to me. Appreciate, appreciate you reaching out, brother, meaning me. I'm just not ready to talk about him. This coming from another one of his teammates. I need a day or two before I can talk about it. So sad. Another player texted me, hey, I can't do any more interviews today. Maybe next week. The one thing reading Twitter, Mace, that I have noticed is that everybody has a story about Demarius Thomas. And I'm not just talking about his teammates. I have seen fans show pictures of Demarius holding their kids, signing autographs. We can sit and talk about Demarius Thomas as a player all day. But the person is what we need to remember today. We say all the time he was a better person than a player. And I put this out on Twitter last night. I have covered hundreds of Broncos players, as have you, Mace. Mm -hmm. There are, and all of them, pretty much every single guy has been a good guy. But Demarius was near, if not at top of the list. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the fan interactions. I remember once we were doing a radio interview with him and he didn't have any shoes on because it was a camp. Fans had asked for his gloves. He gave his gloves. Someone wanted his shoes. Gave his shoes. It was just, that was him. Like, I mean, he, if someone had asked for the jersey on his back, he probably would have torn it up, ripped, ripped it off and handed it to him right there. That's just, there, there was a degree of, of generosity, like not with fans, with teammates. He was, he was looking out for really, it seemed like everybody else. And maybe some of that was because he went through such a tough time as a as a kid. He, you know, of course, his mother and grandmother were both uh, uh, taken away from him when he was uh, 11 years old, and then they had their sentences. They were on on drug related charges. They were convicted. They later had their sentences commuted, but literally, they didn't see him play in person until near the end of it, toward the back half of his NFL career, and it was almost like he was kind of trying to kind of create that family and connection that maybe that he lost. And certainly he also got a great deal of family connection from his team as well, from his team as well. I mean, to him, teams weren't teams. They were family and in many ways, the family that uh, uh, he, he struggled to find at times. He was genuinely yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Very respectful guy. Very respectful. Beyond, beyond respectful. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Going back to what you said about his mother and grandmother, I believe I've told you this story, Mm -hmm. but you'll have to bear with me as I repeat this again. He was going through a season in which he had a lot of drops. What season was that? Was it 15? 2015. 2015. There was a game where he had, I believe, five drops in one game. Right. At one point. And I walked up to him in the locker room, and I'll never forget where I was standing in the locker room. I said, DT, can I ask you something? And I literally pulled him to the side. And I said, what do you think is going on with the drops? And he said to me, and by that point, his, I believe it was his mother who was out of prison. Yeah, she, she was on her way out. She was in, I believe, a halfway house. Right. And actually saw him play in person for right. the first time right. the Steelers' divisional round game in January of 16. Well, what he said to me was, I can't get it out of my mind that my mother is watching me as a free woman. He said, it's always in my head, and I just can't get it out of my head, and it's hurting my concentration. So when everybody was railing on Demarius for all of those drops, I understood why. And honestly, as a fan, I can understand why you're upset about a guy dropping a ball, but I can promise you, you have never had to deal with what Demarius Thomas dealt with when i read the description of how he was found it was heartbreaking to me alone in the shower there's no good way to go mace Mm. there just isn't but alone and in the shower and rigor mortis had started to set in so that means he had been gone for yes. roughly two to eight hours by the time he was found. That is no way for anyone to go. But for a guy like that, Josh McDaniels, who was as rough around the edges as anyone I've ever been around, summed it up best. Did you hear what he said? I uh, know. He said, maybe God just needed another angel next to him. And it almost brought me to tears, especially coming from the source, right? Because Mm -hmm. we know what Josh McDaniels was like. But I think that summed it up really well. When I heard the news last night, I was numb. And I'll be honest, I don't get numb very often. And I started pacing around my place thinking, oh, my God. But you know what it got to today for me, Mace? No. Every other tweet on my timeline was about Demarius Thomas. I couldn't read it anymore. There was so much. And they were all different takes. That's, they, they, they that's were. the thing. Everybody has yeah. a story. It just made, a unique story. Not right. it's not like, oh, twelve or twenty people. Everybody's got a unique story right. with him. Right. I just couldn't read anymore. Yeah. I just couldn't read any more about it because it made me so Sad. He used to come up to people in the team cafeteria, like kind of tap on the shoulder and act like he was wasn't there. Get you get you looking in one direction. He did that. He did that to me. Did that to a bunch of people. Every a, everybody has a has their own unique experience, and that just shows you the measure of this man that he touched so many people in so right. many ways. All right, we had booked this yesterday, and I want to have. Colorado State head football coach Dave Norvell on the show. We booked this yesterday. I got an email from Colorado State saying, 
if if you don't feel if you don't want to bring him on because of the DT stuff, that's totally understandable. I said, you know what, we need something positive today, and Jay Norvell is a positive for Colorado State for a football program that's been down. So Colorado State head football coach Jay Norvell will join us next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to RMFP. Dot com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Well, Mace, as we talked about going into the break, the majority of the show today is going to be about the life of Demarius Thomas. But Colorado State has a new head football coach, Jay Norvell. And Jay, you are a breath of fresh air today on this day with the passing of Demarius Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I I, I can't begin to tell you how glad I am that you are on this show today. Because honestly, it's, it's very hard to do a show like this. But you are so positive and we are so excited that you are at Colorado State. Welcome to Colorado. Uh, thank you. And that means the world to me. And first, just let me say, uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers go out to the family and the memory of Demarius Thomas. I know how he, I know how important he was to the city of Denver and the state of Colorado. And what a, what an amazing guy. And uh, just uh, very saddened to hear hear the news. Well, there's going to be a guy on the show later today. A guy I'm sure you're familiar with his history. Brandon Marshall, he is a Nevada grad. He was Demarius' teammate. He is going to be joining us later on in the show to talk about Demarius Thomas. Yeah, Brandon's a good friend, and and, and, uh, I've gotten to know him very well over the last five years. And and, uh, please send my regards to Brandon. I will absolutely do that. But let's talk about you. On a Thursday, Colorado State lets go of Steve Adazio. Can you take us through the chronology and the whirlwind that you went through, basically starting probably on Thursday night, and then you're hired on Monday? How did all of that yeah. happen so quickly? You know, it was really, uh, it did really happen quickly. And, and you know, in this world of, of, uh, of college and pro football, um, these things do happen quickly. Um, you know, I, I, I had a conversation with Joe Parker and uh, immediately there was mutual interest, and I just, I just was so. Uh, immediately I knew that our leadership style and our core values really were aligned together. Um, we talked 
uh, for, uh, I don't know, for a while. Um, and I visited with the search committee, tremendous people, very impressive, very professional, uh, very focused on, on what they felt they needed in a coach to win. Uh, after that conversation, um, I, I, I had a chance to talk to President McCullough and, and, and Joyce, uh, and she was fantastic. Uh, just like my conversation with Joe, they were aligned in their, in their leadership style. Um, I mean, we almost were finishing each other's sentences, uh, Joyce and I, just in what we looked at in leadership. And, you know, I talked about people having a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose. And she said, I use that, that line all the time. And just there was just so much in common that we had and what we looked at as far as leadership, as far as leading people, um, our responsibility of leadership. Uh, and what we wanted accomplished with the football programs, they have very high expectations, and I've always had very high expectations. I've always coached at great programs. You know, I, I've been at Oklahoma, I've been at Texas, I've been at Nebraska, I've been at UCLA. You know, I've been a, a coordinator. I don't know how unique it is. I think it's pretty unique. I've been a coordinator at Nebraska, UCLA. I was a co-coordinator at Oklahoma, and I and I was a play caller at Texas, so I don't know how how many people have done that at those schools, but not it can't be very many. And um, so I, I think I'm very unique. I coached in the NFL for six years, four with the Colts uh, when Peyton was there, um, and then two years with the Raiders. Uh, coached in the Super Bowl, so I think I have some very unique qualities. I think of myself as a football man. Uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a roster builder. I'm a recruiter, uh, and I'm a developer of talent. And uh, I just think those qualities really correlate to my opportunity here at CSU. Now, you mentioned meeting with the athletic director, university president, and, and the shared goals that you have. And, of course, last week at your press conference, talked or earlier this week talked at the press conference, talked about Cincinnati kind of being a place where CSU can get. Now, before this year, you had not seen a group of five team make the playoffs. So now right. that Cincinnati has done it, how much more realistic is that possibility of making the playoff in terms of what you sell to the CSU community, to Fort Collins, the entire state, and also to the recruits that you're going to try to bring in? I think it's realistic in the fact that, um, you know, the goal – my goal is always to be at a place that loves and supports football. And CSU certainly has done that over the years. Um, you know, to, to play at the highest level, you have to have support uh, because you have to attract the best. You have to attract the best coaches. You have to attract the best players. And certainly the one thing about Cincinnati is they have great players. And they've, they've done a great job of recruiting, but they've also supported that program to where they could go out and get those players. Um, you know, our goal at Nevada was to win every year, compete for the championship every year, and and have an opportunity to play on New Year's Day, be nationally ranked, and, and have that opportunity to get into that mix of being in the group of five. I don't think there's any doubt that CSU has, has supported uh, this program to have a great football pro program. And so um, 
I'm just so excited. That's what attracted me to this opportunity. And, you know, those, those are our goals. We want to win every year. We want to be in bowl games. Uh, and we want to have the opportunity to be nationally ranked and play on New Year's Day and be one of those kind of teams. And so, um, you know, I had a chance to talk with the, with the team about that. And, and so um, I, I just, I've been doing this a long time. I, I think if those aren't your goals, why do it? You know, why, why put all the time and effort and commitment into coaching this game and recruiting kids and being away from your family if you don't want to be the very best? And so, you know, that's why I do it. That's what gets me up in the morning. From the time my feet hit the ground, I'm, I'm, I'm working towards those goals with a sense of urgency and purpose. And, and we want our players to do that and everybody in the building. We are talking with uh, the new head coach for Colorado State, Jay Norvell. Uh, is the word dude in your vocabulary? Dude? <laughs> is that in your vocabulary? Is it in your vocabulary? I probably use it. I don't know if I overuse yeah, it. Yeah, don't. But, but... Don't. It, it, the less you use it, the more you're going to endear yourself to Rams fans. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> with that, when you walked off the field on the 27th, and life has a funny way of working out, Jay. Could you have yep. possibly imagined you'd be walking back on that field the following week? Absolutely not, no. Um, but I do say this all the time. I, I tell our coaches this, and I tell our players this. I, I just think we are, we're living in such a unique time of opportunity. And, you know, one of our core values is accountability. And um, if you just really learn to control and put your focus and energy on the things you can control, all you can control is your focus, your energy, and playing the very best you can. I think that's what I learned in the National Football League. That's what a professional is, is, is learning to do your very best regardless of the circumstances. And, and, um, and that's what you learn in that league is that that's what your job is, to do your very best regardless of circumstances. And I tell our coaches and players that all the time. I said, all we can do is go out and win and, and, and play as well as we're capable of playing. And, and the rewards from that, you don't know what they're going to be. And, and uh, you know, I was just talking to one of our assistants, uh, you know, just before this phone call about, you know, Coming in here a couple weeks ago, we wanted to play our very best, and we we felt like we had a very special football team, and we owed it to ourselves to to show everybody else how good we were, and we did that night. We played one of our best football games, and that's what we were capable of doing, and and uh, and that's the goal every week. And so, uh, no, I, I could have never imagined that. It was very surreal. Uh, walking back in here and walking to the 50-yard line and seeing that welcome welcome new head football coach, Jane Orville, that was very surreal. Now, of course, that night that, that, that Nevada beat CSU uh, when you were on the sidelines for Nevada, Carson Strong had a big game, and that certainly caught the eyes of a lot of people uh, in Colorado uh, looking maybe at uh, potential quarterbacks for the future in the NFL. We all see that the Carson's got an amazing arm, but from being his head coach at Nevada, what are kind of the intangibles and things kind of beyond the film that jump out that really distinguish Carson Strong as a pro prospect? Well, I love Carson, and, and I've been around a lot of 
pro players and pro pro prospects. You know, I was at Oklahoma seven years, and we had Sam Bradford, Landry Jones when I was there, um, and then Baker Mayfield came in. Um, you know, Carson. Uh, you know, I was with the Colts with Peyton, and then uh, Rich Gannon at the Raiders. Um, but Carson, we look for three things in a quarterback: we look for intelligence, we look for accuracy, and we look for passion. Carson has all three. He's six four plus. He's got a tremendous release, um, and he loves. He has such a passion for the game. He loves to practice. You know, a lot of kids have. People have talent, but not a lot of people have the passion to practice and prepare. And he loves to watch film. He loves to practice. Um, and uh, he's got a tremendous release. We love to throw the deep ball, and he's a tremendous deep ball thrower. Uh, great accuracy, uh, and he's extremely tough. You know, he played this year. He was about 70% healthy. He had a he had the off-season knee surgery, and he got a scope before the season, and he was never quite a hundred percent. But you know, he's as tough as anybody that I've ever been around, and performed when he wasn't a hundred percent. And I just think he's got a great future in in the National Football League. Um, you know, we've been hearing all year that he's going to be, um, you know, obviously in the first couple of rounds. Um, he threw for over 4,000 yards. I think he had 38 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, his touchdown-interception ratio was equal to all the guys in the first round last year right. that were picked. And so um, I just think that equates, uh, you know, the, the style of play. He was a pocket passer, and those are the skills that he's going to have to to show and utilize at the next level. And so I, I just think he has a bright future. He's going to declare. He'll be invited to the Super, the Senior Bowl. We had three, three players at Nevada that were invited to the Senior Bowl from our offense. Our, our receiver, Romeo Dubs, number seven. Our tight end, Cole Turner, and then Carson will be up three players. And so for for a group of five to have three players invited to the Senior Bowl on the same offense is very rare. Okay, uh, real quick yes or no answer. Do you consider yourself a pretty good salesman? I know you're a great recruiter. Are you a pretty good salesman? Well, uh, I have to be. It's part of my right. job. I'm okay. ready to talk to a bunch of, bunch of recruits there you this go. weekend. So, yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to put this to the test, all right? I'm going to absolutely put this to the test. If you are that good of a salesman, then you are going to convince Carson to come back to school <laughs> and transfer Go to the transfer portal and go to Colorado State. Okay, you're gonna have to, you're dude. You're on the clock support, with me now. You're gonna have to support a name, image, and likeness deal. That's probably gonna have to be, uh, I don't know. It's gonna have to be quite, quite high, millions of dollars <laughs> to get him to do that. Jay, excuse me using this word, but dude, you said you're the salesman. You're gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> You're going to have to fix. I can't help you. I don't know, Carson. We're about to find out how good you are. But I will tell you something. You have a you have a Hall of Fame quality. You know what that is? The first time I saw your picture, I knew that you were going to be a great coach here. You know why? Because you have a Hall of Fame quality. You know what that is? No, sir. You've got the Bill Cower chin. I know you're going to be successful here. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> I've never been told that. You do. And so uh, And you have the best mustache ever. But you have well, a I you appreciate that. You don't think you I have a Bill Cower chin? I I never thought that. 
but I, I appreciate it. Well, well, hopefully my my record will reflect that when I when I leave this institution someday and I retire. So, well, you know what. I hope you stay a very long time. People look at Colorado State at times as a stepping stone. We all think you are the right guy, and we hope you have a mm-hmm. career here like Sonny Lubick did. Jay, well, I, I know you have to I, do I just Go ahead. I just, I just uh, it, it's funny you say that. Sonny came by, and, 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 and uh, we had a long talk this morning and talked about everything about the program and recruiting, and, and uh, that, that humbles me that, that you would say that, and I appreciate that. Jay, I know you have to do another interview at 4.35. Thank you so much for your time. We are excited to see what you do with the Rams. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it so much. Look forward to talking to you guys in the future. I hope so. Outstanding. By the way, what a breath of fresh air considering everything that we have talked about today and we're going to talk about. And just in general. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it was just a normal day. Yep. That Jay Norvell makes you feel better about life just by talking. He sounds like an amazing guy. And I can yeah. see how he gets the most out of his players. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what this offense looks like oh. sooner than later. Don't forget, second hour of the show, uh, we're going to be joined by Todd Davis and Brandon Marshall to talk about the passing of Demarius Thomas. But coming up next, our Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge. We're going to talk about the Broncos, 10-point favorites. Are you giving the points? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. Loaded with inventory. While other Mazda dealerships are low on inventory, you're going to have a huge selection. You're going to get what you want. And my suggestion is you should take one of these two cars for a test drive, either the CX-30 or the CX-5. CX-30, small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power, 32 miles per gallon on the highway. Take one for a test drive today. And don't forget, when you go to Siltahar Mazda, it is stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be. Be part of the season of giving at Siltahar Mazda. Go to Broomfield or sthmazda.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to masterpieceroofing.com today. Okay, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Gambling Challenge with Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. All right, Broncos, 10-point favorites over the lines, according to FanDuel. Are you taking the Broncos and giving the 10? It's a lot of points. It's a, it's a lot of points, but you start looking at what the Lions are going to be without. They're going to be without 
TJ Hawkinson, who of course leads the team in receptions and is their Pro Bowl tight end. He's doubtful, but he is unlikely to play. They're going to be without DeAndre Swift, their, their starting running back, who's got a shoulder injury. Their number two running back, Jamal Williams, he's on the COVID list. Their leading tackler on defense is Tracy Walker at safety. He's also on the COVID list. Broncos are going to win this game by a lot. Yeah, I think so too. I would I would give the 10 easily. Now, the over-under is 42 and a half. Under. Hmm. Because the lines are going to be completely shut down and maybe score 10? This is or even fewer than that. Yeah. I can I, see, so I could see a 23-7 type of game incoming here. Yeah, I would t- I would take the under as well. Uh, this is one of those games where the Broncos have everything going for them. They know they absolutely have to win. They're facing a Lions team that finally got a win. The pressure is off their back to win, but at the end of the day, I'm not suggesting they're going to relax, right? But they don't feel that pressure to win, and with all of those injuries, I like the Broncos to win big too. And you know what? I hope they do for this reason alone. It's going to make our job easier. I do not want to be talking about a loss on Monday. I just don't. Especially with everything else going on right now. And I think the guys will be fired up. They're wearing uh, the ADA decal on their helmet. Uh, There's still more than a few players on this team that played with Demarius Thomas. They'll probably do a video tribute. Uh, There'll be other tributes to Demarius, and they should definitely be able to, you know, be fired up to play in his honor and his memory. Guys, what do you think? With that, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, we had our first snow of the year here in Denver. We'll see if uh, maybe that's a good omen for the Colorado Avalanche as they have a home game tonight at Ball Arena hosting the Detroit Red Wings. And Jokic had another triple-double last night, but it's not always a guarantee that the Nuggets win when he does that. So we'll talk about the Nuggets' second game against the Spurs tomorrow after the break right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. And the marketing director of Rocky Mountain Forest Products is my friend and my sometime golfing partner, Ty. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Eric. And yeah, I don't know. Golfing partner might not be until next year since you don't want to decide to snow now. But yeah. Right. Well, there'll be some days probably in December or January. I'm guessing we could probably get out because yeah, if we you, might be able to sneak out. No doubt. I have absolutely no doubt we'll be able to do that. Let's talk about you guys. Let's talk about supply chains where everything is going up in price, but you guys are wholesale. How are you guys able to do even better now that supply chains are killing the lumber industry? Yeah, so that's the whole thing. I did just see that, uh, what was it, November was a historic rise for uh, inflation, like 6% or something like that. 
And uh, that's just across everything where lumber is up, you know, a little bit more than that. But luckily for us, because of our relationship with all of the mills out here uh, and around the U.S. that we work with, our prices really aren't up all that much. You know, there's there's definitely a little bit. But the thing is, you're saving more if you come with us because, yeah, we have relationships with these people that go back almost a half a century at this point. So, you know, we get first selection. But I'm guessing while there is a pretty sizable gap between you guys and, say, a big box store, the big box stores, because of supply chains, are raising their prices even higher. So I'm guessing there's even more of a sizable gap. Even though you guys have had to go up a little bit, they're going way up. Yeah, no, usually the difference between us and them is around anywhere from 20 to 30% anymore. That's, that's pretty much what the baseline has been for most of the last year. <laughs> When people talk about lumber, right, and you look around town, where is your stuff all over town that people can actually recognize? So we have stuff like uh, at the Mission Ballroom, now that people are able to go back out to shows. We have stuff in Coors Field. We have, uh, I think, the entire dugout at Coors Field. Both of them are actually our product. And then the uh, bar up on top of the roof is all of our product, Uh the entire Denver Zoo, anytime you see a wooden bench or anything there, that's our stuff. Uh, yeah, just about anywhere you look, you can go, and the product will speak for itself, and that's kind of what we uh, you know, tip our cap to is that we're very proud of that, that we're able to say that because of you know what we offer. How are you feeling about your Packers right now and Aaron Rodgers and his Sergeant Hulk of Big Toe? Uh, is uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 feeling good about it. Plus, we have the Bears at Lambeau on Sunday night. Uh, pretty sure that you know when I did become a shareholder of the Packers, that I also got some of the uh, Chicago franchise as well, since Aaron Rodgers owns them. Right. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good about it right now. I mean, you do live in Denver. You don't live in Green Bay. Wouldn't you like to see Rodgers come here? I'd much rather see him retire a Packer and Russell Wilson here, oh. uh, but that's just me. So you want somebody else who played in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with Russ. Plus, Russ isn't good in cold weather, so you know Denver is usually a little bit nicer than Green Bay. So, all right, all right. How do people find Rocky Mountain Forest products? Uh, just go to Google, type in RMFP or Rocky Mountain Forest Products, and we will show up. We have three locations here in Colorado, service the entire state. So, yeah. Where are the locations? I know one's in Wheat Ridge. Where are the other ones? Uh, so we actually have two in Wheat Ridge. They're about a mile apart, but they uh, one what they, they sell different things, so that's kind of our whole thing. And then the other is down uh, just south of Colorado Springs and Fountain. Gotcha. Hey, Ty, have yourself a great weekend. Go Pack Go. Thanks, Eric. You too. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, another triple-double for Nikola Jokic last night. That's back-to-back games with triple-doubles and 25 points for Aaron Gordon. However, not enough for the Nuggets last night as they lost to San Antonio 123-111. to Michael Malone can't be happy with the defensive effort on that. They gave up 74 first-half points and 123 through the game is the second-most points 
They have given up all season. Denver plays the Spurs again tomorrow night. Do the Nuggets get back to 500? They're currently 12 and 13. Kind of like the Broncos, I'm not betting on the Nuggets because I just have no idea which team is going to show up. But I was thinking about this as you were asking the question. I, I think some people know I grew up in Chicago. These Nuggets remind me of the pre-Pippin Bulls when it was Michael Jordan and a bunch of everybody else. Else's, I should say. Aaron Gordon is probably better than anybody the Bulls had on their roster at the time. But honestly, these are like the pre-Pippin Bulls where Jordan would go off and the Bulls would still lose. Yeah, and at this point, they had that six-game losing streak, of course. Most of those games were played without uh, Jokic, but since he came back, they've literally gone win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So I think they'll get the win, but this is the sort of against the Spurs on uh, on Saturday, but this is the sort of inconsistency that I think we're going to expect from this team as it is constructed right now because of injuries. Injury bug definitely lingering here in Denver with the Nuggets. Just in case you missed it, Detroit Red Wings at Colorado Avalanche tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. at Ball Arena. The Avs were dealing with a lot of the injury bug. They've gotten most of those guys back. They still are without a couple pieces, but the Avs are 7-2-1 at home so far this season. Does the light dusting of snow in Denver today kind of seem like a good omen before a home game for the Avs against the Red Wings tonight? Well, they don't need to be good when there's snow on the ground. They need to be good when the flowers are blooming point, and the Mace. leaves are, 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 are full of green leaves in the springtime. But... I think they I think they will continue to ride this hot streak get done. I mean really, I mean just you look at what their offense has done just in the in the last 6 games. 6 8 4 6 7 and 7 in terms of goals scored by the by the Avs. I mean they, they are an offensive juggernaut right now. They'll have enough to get past the Wings tonight. For all the offense they've had. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but apparently I am. It's just the point of the conversation. How many goals does Nathan McKinnon have with all the goals they've been scoring recently? Not many. Two. Now, think about that for a second. It tells you how strong the lineup is. Right. Now, granted, McKinnon's only played in 13 games, but currently he is fifth on the team in total points. Granted, granted, he hasn't played as many games as Kadri, which is 22. But to think that Nathan McKinnon has two goals... And this team is scoring in bunches is stunning. But here's the thing. Like, since he came back, the five games he's played, he has one goal. He's also got seven assists. So he's a part of a lot of good things that are happening, even though he's not the guy who's putting it in the net right now. That's okay. I mean, I think he would take eight. I think coming off of the injury, I think he would have taken eight points from from five games and been pretty happy with it. Just in case you missed it, we talked uh, with Jay Norvell about one quarterback prospect in this year's draft, Carson Strong. Another, Kenny Pickett, has uh, gotten the officiating world of the NCAA in a bit of a tizzy as they released a memo from the National Coordinator of Officials saying referees should interpret a fake slide as a player surrendering himself and should blow the play dead when the slide begins or when it looks like a slide is beginning. Kenny Pickett used a quote-unquote fake slide to freeze defenders on a 53-yard touchdown run in Pitt's 45-21 win over Wake Forest in the ACC championship. Fake spikes and fake kneel downs are allowed. Why not fake slides? I think it is the most ridiculous rule. It's a total overreaction. Give me a break. 
Well, the reason why, though, that uh, like like fake spikes and kneel downs are are allowed is that the thing with a fake slide is that there, he's you're faking something and trying to get the, the you're trying to get the opponent to stop. And the reason why the opponent stops is because the rule is based on safety. I, I, I There's it. nothing tactical about it. It's basically the fact that you had the fake slide. Credit to Kenny Pickett for try, for for getting away with it, but the fact that he realized he could get away from it. A, it tells me there's a little bit of a Belichickian uh, knowledge of the rule book here and looking for loopholes. And B, didn't take him long to close that loophole. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, Mandy, my fiance, she just got a washer from Mountain High Appliance. She can't wait to get it she got a great price as well if you are looking for any type of appliances highly recommend you go to mountain high appliance you can find them in lewisville littleton you can also find their clearance center in denver coming up after the break we will remember the life of demarius thomas more so as a person than a player but we are going to talk about him as a player and what he meant to this organization on and off the field that's next Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song I will try not to sing out of key Oh baby, how did I 